In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, all of you, and happy St. Francis Day. Our 9 o'clock service was amazing. We kept bringing out chairs and more chairs and more chairs, and we had so many dogs barking and singing. And, and my favorite was the hedgehog. I tried to bless him, and he curled up into this little ball and stuck out his spikes. A couple years ago, we had a hen at the back of the church who laid an egg, and so we brought it up at the offering. I love this Sunday. I want you to picture for me that the life of this planet is contained in only one day, a 24-hour period, the life of this whole planet from its beginning to its end. If this were the case, scientists tell us that the first few years were first almost nothing, and then lava and meteors, meteorites. And it was only at about 3 a.m. that life began. And I'm talking tiny little things, cells. Between 3 and 4 a.m., cells came into being. It wasn't until noon, noon, halfway through the day, that the cells miraculously began to compound together to form what we would identify as life, organisms, but very simple still at that point. It wasn't until dusk that plant life and animal life began to separate. And at 9 p.m. is when jellyfish occurred followed by fish with spines. And then plant life came up onto land at about 9.45, followed by insects, and then tetrapods that would walk through the mud. Dinosaurs would appear at 11 p.m. Dinosaurs. And human beings? four minutes before midnight. It would take us three of those minutes to learn how to draw on cave walls. And humans as we are today have existed for one one-thousandth of the life of the planet. One one-thousandth of a second, I'm sorry. One one-thousandth of a second before midnight. In other words, Science tells us we're late to the game. Now, the book of Genesis actually tells the same story. I've never had any problem with evolution and Genesis. It's just told in a very different way. It depends on what you consider to be a, a day in the life of God. But the order is just the same, and the story is just the same. Who's created last in the creation story? We are. We're late to the game. 
And yet, we treat this earth as if we've been here the whole time. That we own it and we know what to do with it. Oh, and by the way, in the second creation story, God gives us dominion over the earth. Dominion doesn't mean domination. It means listening, caring for, taking care of. In the reading from the book of Job today, we hear Job complaining and saying, why is my life such a mess? And God answers, were you here at the beginning? Do you really understand how a calf is born? Or why an ostrich acts the way that it does? How can I even begin to explain to you how things really work? A saint. The word comes from the Latin sanctus, which means holy. The Hebrew for the word sanctus is kadosh, which means separate, other, different. Saints were holy people who were different, separate, other. When people paint them, they always tend to paint light around their heads as if they see things about God that we don't see. Light emanates from their very being. Often saints were so in love with God that they acted crazy and people thought they were insane. And it was only hundreds of years later that people went, oh, we should have listened. St. Francis was born in the year 1182 in what is now Italy. He was born the son of a wealthy cloth merchant and had a pretty normal life, enjoyed all of his stuff and his wealth. As he grew into a young man, he loved to party. He was a businessman, he went to war. And then something happened to him. He called it love happened to him. An experience of God so profound that he was never the same. And from that moment on, he didn't want to have anything to do with the man-made world. He went into the village square and started giving away all of the cloth that he was supposed to sell. His father naturally went bonkers and started running into the square saying, what are you doing, Francis? You're destroying my livelihood. Francis said, take it. Take it all. Take everything. I want to belong only to God. I want to take upon myself only God's burdens. I don't want any of this stuff. And his dad says, well, the clothes on your back belong to me. So Francis takes off his clothes and stands naked in the middle of the town. I bet that was a sight. 
someone runs up to him and puts an old cloak on him. He wanders out into the woods. He talks to trees. He says, hello, brother tree. I admire so much the way your leaves turn towards the light. I admire your patience. I admire your growth, your solidity. Hello, sister dog. I admire your joy at all times. Hello, brother cat. I admire your independence. And he thanked the sun and the moon and people thought he was insane. And the only building he ever seemed to care about was a church. He wanted to rebuild his church. Many people began to follow him. They called themselves brothers. They went out and lived in the forest together and begged for food and prayed, and they were so happy. They never wanted to come back to the busy, regular world. But Francis would say, no, let's walk around and invite more people to follow in the way of Jesus. And so they would. They lived lives of simplicity and abundance in love with the natural world. My mom lives outside of Ellentown, Pennsylvania, my mom and dad. They have a nice house with a backyard and it has a fence around it, like most houses in suburbia. My mom has a nice picture window that looks out from the kitchen onto the backyard. I came to visit about a year ago. She had all these bird feeders. She loves birds. She decided not to mow her lawn, just in the backyard, as an experiment. Sure enough, all this stuff grew, flowers and long grass, and the birds started coming, and bees, and all kinds of beauty. I was amazed at how beautiful it looked. I said, Mom, I, I don't know if this is legal, but it's beautiful, and it makes me wonder, why do we always cut all this down? I don't know, she says, I love it. Butterflies flew by. Well, sure enough, the neighbor complained, and she was breaking the zoning laws, and she had to mow it down, but it made me wonder, why do we insist on doing things our own way when nature knows how to do it so well? You know, Francis talked to the trees, and everyone thought he was crazy, but 1,000 years later, we're realizing arborists are telling us that trees actually speak to each other. There's a beautiful book called The Hidden Language of Trees. They talk through scents, aromas. They send seeds in the wind. They give messages to each other through their root systems. They can sense danger, a change in weather. In fact, there are forests so large that their root systems are as complex or more 
than the human brain. They're alive. They're conscious. They're communicating. Francis wasn't crazy. We are. There's a beautiful book called Braiding Sweetgrass by a woman who was a Native American, and she talks about in her tribe, they didn't care like what gender you were. What they distinguished above all was whether something was living or inanimate. And if it was living, plant, animal, person, you treated it with respect. Even if you ate it, the real difference in this planet was between the living things and the things that were not alive. So how now? If, if Francis is way ahead of us, it's almost like he walked so far ahead of us that we didn't understand him at all, and now we're beginning to catch up. We can see him way in the distance. Pope Francis has written a beautiful encyclical on the environment called Laudate Si, and he deliberately named himself after Francis because he wants us to begin to awaken to the beauty of this earth. Francis would stare at a flower and he would weep. Talk about being awake and appreciating things. It was as if the veil of busyness and distraction was just pulled away for Francis. He would just stand outside in awe and wonder. So we may not be able to catch up with him, but what can we do? Well, we can take some small steps forward. I want you to try this sometime. I want you to leave your cell phone inside. Walk outside. Say to God, just for this moment, take it. Take it all. Take my wealth. Take my schedule. Take my relationships. Take everything that distracts me and burdens me. Take it all. You know, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I give you everything that burdens me, God. My emails. And I'm going to stand outside and I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm just going to look. Just for this moment, I'm going to have a Francis moment. I'm going to let the veil be pulled back and then I'm going to look at the beauty and the majesty of all that you've made. This world that I was late to show up for, that is so miraculous and so unfathomable and beyond my understanding, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to look. And each day, Maybe if we could just have a St. Francis moment, that moment might grow a little bit longer, a little bit longer, until we begin to awaken. Amen.